0: Um, I was gonna say we need to take bets on how many times Laura is just going to make everyone stop so that she can tell us how much she loves us.
1: <laughs>
0: <Aww>. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist feminist podcast that's celebrating our one hundredth episode. Okay.
1: Today we have Zoe, Laura,
2: Lindsay, Lindsay, Ambria,
1: Hope, and occasionally Josephine.
2: That's a baby and Kellen.
1: Ah! Oh my God! (laughs) Okay, I'm already like. (laughs)
0: A
3: baby. Uh that's a baby. Um so Lindsay is back with us for our hundredth episode. So excited. Yay. We are so fucking happy to have her. She missed you guys. Like crushing fucking law school like you do. She's oh, living her you. best life. We're gonna try to recruit her to keep coming on more episodes. She doesn't know this. I just I'm like, mm-hmm. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm not opposed. I'm hearing your voice and I'm just like, yep, 100 um, yep. percent. But yeah, so first things first, um, we do not have the sweet, wonderful, beautiful Walida with us here today. Uh, we tried to get everyone on and she had to deal with some stuff. But I thought that I just wanted to start by being like, we fucking love Walida. She's part of this crew. Uh, we're really bummed that she can't be with us. But You'll obviously hear from her again soon, and maybe we'll try to have another one where we get all of us on uh, in the near future, because she's the best anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is our 100th episode. I thought it would be cool to look back on a little bit of our history, where we've been, where we're hoping to go. So over two years ago, uh, Ambria put a little shout out in Dank Meme Stash on Facebook, May it rest in peace may it rest in peace and you know the original five of us were able to kind of like get together go into this really blind but with like a huge amount of support from y'all like y'all put blind faith in us and money into this project without knowing that it would be anything good um And so we're still so fucking grateful for all of that. Like, it's grown in a way that I don't think any of us really imagined. Like, I still always laugh because when we first started, we needed a P.O. box. And I was like, do we get it for three months? Do we get it for six months? Should we get it for a whole year? And we were like, let's do it for a whole year. Let's, like, put our, like, energy into this and, like, think that we're going to be that successful that we'll be doing this a year later. And now I'm like, I don't see this stopping anytime soon. And it's been over two years, so. Oh, that's really special to me. Um. <laughs> and then, of course, about a year ago, we added Walida and Zoe. And, um, you know, that has been so wonderful, too. Even though Lindsay has had to take a bit of a step back for law school, she's still with us in spirit. And uh-huh. we're so <laughs> glad when she can jump in like she can today. So we're just really grateful for all the support that y'all have given us and that this project has been for me and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more like one of the most incredible things that I've ever been a part of and (laughs) I'm super grateful (laughs) and we're just going to be probably like talking about us and this project and like our favorite things and whatever whatever for the next hour so uh
0: hope you enjoy I'll just start with the first one so what has been your favorite episode to record and why? I think my favorite
4: was the second live show, um, in New York. Oh yes! yeah,
5: that was really fun. So just good. so
4: much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was my favorite just because it was fun, and we kind of did something like this where it was just Q and A, just chatting. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And then there was a dance party after.
5: That's what this is missing.
3: Yes, exactly. Lindsay,
5: did you listen back to it ever? I did. I haven't listened all the way through, although I've listened to bits of it.
4: I have kind of a hard time listening to myself talk. So um, yeah, I listened to it once and I was like, well, I'm never going to do that again. But I don't know. I had fun doing it. Someone
3: recently uh, re-listened to it that I was talking to and Mm -hmm. they were like, Laura, what is up with you and the bat situation? And I was like, I don't really know how to fully go into all those details, but you just kind of had to be there.
5: <laughs> For those who know, you know. Um, you, we were trying to decide if you or a bat would win. What's hard to understand? Yeah, you or a
3: bat the size of you. I know. Well, well the person was honestly like, Uh, I love how people literally sided with the bat somehow. And I was like, I know.
4: I was considering asking that question again today, just so I can like (laughs) walk my answer back.
5: She wants a redo.
4: Yeah. I just want to side with you automatically this time.
5: Well, I think I, I remember now that I was like, no loyalty. It's all about loyalty. You just say Laura would win. Yeah. I fucking love that. Loyalty, 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 loyalty. Yeah, loyalty, and I'm like,
4: loyalty. I'm like, bats have wolf faces. Like, that's they're true. huge and scary. Well, if it's the size of Laura, then it's huge, but they have, they literally
3: have wolf heads. They're terrifying. Or little puppy heads, you know. Depends on mm. how you really interpret
0: it. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I think bats are so cute.
4: Yeah, when they're normal sized. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I think my favorite episode I had I, my two favorite episodes of recent history are the buy episode and the 420 episode for similar reasons it was just like super hit. silly super fun really kind of just like and also the dating question one like I don't know some of these like really <laughs> funny ridiculous ones like yes we've interviewed such incredible people but I agree with you Lindsay where like anytime that we're just kind of like being silly and interacting with each other have been my personal favorites for sure.
5: They're so much fun. Yeah. Um, I haven't been on many episodes lately, but uh, I really, I think one that I hold a place in my heart for is the Jane McAlevey episode.
3: Mm, yeah. I
5: just always think of that one as, as one that I'm really proud of. That's my favorite. And she was like, so fun to have on the way. She like talked really fast and, yes, blah, 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 and, uh, you know, had all this wisdom. I was really fun. Um, yeah. I'm a it's bad exciting.
2: feminist, but one of my favorites is definitely the Microvelle episode.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was yeah. just our constantly losing feminism. my shit, like so funny. times. Like yeah, we we, we gotta rank the feminism of our members, and Callan's dead last. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you <go. laughs> Dang! But to bring me <laughs> up, Brutal. one of my other
2: favorites is definitely "Feminists of the Animal Kingdom." Yes, that was so, so much fun. fun. Yeah, it was a learning and friendship adventure, which is always great. Yes, <laughs> did you? That's my favorite
1: episode. She crack- yeah, she's cracking know. up listening to <laughs> what you guys. Think. <laughs> I love that. One of my favorite episodes to listen to is the feminists of the Animal Kingdom, and I always suggest that to people as like a kind of gateway episode if they're like more more normy because it's very accessible and they're like, "Oh, this is good." So that's and I wasn't on that episode, but it's such a good one to listen to. Mm. Uh, And I think my favorite one to record recently was actually the Anti-Natalism one because we didn't really prepare ahead of time so it's an episode where we're all just kind of being like huh this is a weird thing let's learn about it together so it's just like (laughs) (laughs) like real real time googling (laughs) things and talking through it which um i think was really fun to record and i've heard good feedback from people about totally
0: yeah that one was fun I feel like one of my favorites was the uh, Sandinistas one because I just, like, went to see that documentary and then was like, well, this is really good. I wonder if someone from this would come on the podcast. And then she was, like, so fucking cool and amazing. And I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. She was awesome. (laughs) Oh, I love that episode, too. Especially because,
5: like i had never really heard about it i didn't know anything about it at all so it was really exciting to learn. i just
0: was like looking for like something to do one day and um like looking at what movies were out and like saw that and was like okay sure i'll go see that and like had didn't really know that much about it so yeah and then she came on and was like amazing
3: that's awesome I want to ask, in terms of the group dynamic, who's your Queer Eye analog? (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) I feel like I bring big JVN energy to the group. Uh, 100%.
5: Can you explain which one that is? Because I've seen the show, but I don't...
3: Yeah, Jonathan Van Ness is the hair and makeup stylist. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And I just feel like he's always, like stopping to just be like you're beautiful you're wonderful you're everything and i'm just like that i feel like it's kind of the energy that i bring to the group but also it might just be because i'm a big fan of jvn that i'm like uh he's also like the leftist so i feel like we all could identify with jvn in that way um
5: yeah i don't know who I, I don't know who i am on the on the I, queer eye show i Does can anyone assign it her? to
3: you ambria thank you um <laughs> yes Okay, go for it. <laughs> I feel like, Ambria, you have some Karamo vibes. Like, That's
5: what I was going to say. Yeah. I was actually kind of thinking about saying that. Yeah, And I was like, I don't know why I think that.
3: Because I feel like you, you have like this almost calming energy in some ways. And also like you're really not afraid to like dive deep into someone's like – own personal philosophy and like their own experiences and really like expand that out into like a more philosophical context and I feel like that's exactly what Karamo brings to the group
1: plus you have (laughs) a lot of really good jackets and so does Karamo yes he does have a lot of good jackets yeah okay I feel like I am Bobby Burke because I am always doing the yes. most, but it's not um, visible. <laughs> I'm, like, always doing the most, and yeah. it's, like, like behind-the-scenes stuff.
3: It's so true. Bobby doesn't get enough credit because, like, you see the whole fucking transformation of their home, and you're, like, that was fucking Bobby. But, like, literally, yeah. he usually gets, like, the least screen time. So I feel that because, yeah. yeah, you're always doing shit. And
1: the whole show is, like, other people being, like, Krama's like, oh, like, 20 minutes of him talking about their feelings or something and then they get back and they're like, Bobby's like, I redid your entire house and like, we built a new community center and you have a whole new kitchen and they got like 30 seconds for that. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. (laughs) It is the best part of the
4: episode though. Like, there's nothing more satisfying than the before and afters yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I feel like I'm tan because he's hot and into fashion. (laughs) Okay. Um... (laughs)
3: could but not agree also, more. I actually think that you and exactly. Lindsay are both tan energy Aww. In, Aww. in, like, that same way because you both are hot as hell and have yeah. great fashion.
0: But <laughs> well, thank also, you. my friend slash friend of the pod, Lydia, who wrote about us in Bust, also interviewed Tan for Bust, so <gasps> we're, like, basically friends with him. Wow. It's, like, one degree of <laughs> celebration. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One degree of from Tan. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know who I am because I have never watched the new Queer Eye.
1: Hmm make kellen anthony That's would, what you put, too. would you put <laughs> yeah. sour cream and guacamole kellen
0: um maybe <laughs> do you think that um avocado with grapefruit is a nice salad no i feel like you guys are roasting me now
3: no, <laughs> no here's the thing no, anthony is like the hottest one And, and,
4: he's like, he and a cinnamon roll too like he's just he's just so
2: Oh, That's, I just googled um, so, him. Yeah,
1: he is perfect. so hot. His but also, he's very, very hot. I'm pretty sure he's he looks, bisexual. Yeah. Oh, he is. And cool he talking looks, about that.
5: He looks like he's got some like deep existential dread happening all the time. Like, oh, I yes. also have deep
2: existential dread
5: happening. Exactly.
4: All the time. So I watched and this video recently where he was reading thirst tweets about himself. Yeah. And like his responses are perfect, but also the tweets are like. Yeah, that's accurate. Yep. Like, I would definitely do that.
3: And also, <laughs> uh, he and JVN have, like, a will-they-won't-they romance, which I feel like is mm-hmm. accurate for me and Kellen's relationship also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
5: yes. <laughs> Laura. I feel like you feel, you, you feel that every relationship in your life is a will-they-won't-they relationship. It
3: is a will-they-won't-they relationship because I'm in love with everyone. I'm like, yes, and, you know. Like, I'm like, I, like, we've already discussed that I'm in a committed romantic relationship with each and every one of you.
4: Oh, yes. there was one that I saw. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about our favorite TV shows? Yes. Um, cause like, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about I think you should leave. Oh, I don't know that one. It's so good.
0: I've seen a couple.
4: I've watched, I watched it like four times all the way through, um, and downloaded every single episode on my phone so that I can show people clips when I quote it and they don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, or when there are just circumstances that remind me of, of clips of it. Um, so it's my favorite show right now. Um, it's sketch comedy. Ooh. It's scripted. Um, and I can't think of one episode that, like, punches down. I feel like it's pretty – I mean, yeah, like, there's a lot about just – a lot of shit jokes and a lot of masturbation jokes, but mm. sorry, Jojo. Um
2: <laughs> Jojo. But, like it's
4: Yeah, so I just I don't know. It's so
5: it's so good and so so quotable. So please watch it. Yes. I watched a few episodes of that and I couldn't get into it and it made me feel Ugh. really crazy because everyone I know is like, this is the most brilliant thing. That has come out recently. Mm. I don't know what I'm missing.
3: I agree, actually.
5: Really? Mm. I'm sorry. No, but I know so many hilarious people that love it. Maybe I should just watch a little bit more of it. Um,
4: I can tell you where to start. Yes. So episode one and episode five are the best. But the the one about the song, it's I think it's the last or the second to last sketch in the fifth episode that's just
3: so good my favorite tv show which i think is also one of ambria's favorite tv shows if i'm not mistaken is the magicians
5: (laughs) yes and now every time i hear the song under pressure i think of them singing it and they sing it so they do like songs on the show but everybody's a bad singer basically except for maybe like one person yeah but she's a Um, zionist so like and she's a zionist yeah (sighs) um boo yeah and so then now every time I hear the song under pressure, I get like teary eyed. I know.
3: Well, so the magicians is a book series by love Grossman and it's kind of a fucking dark book series, but I actually recommend the TV show much more than I recommend
1: the books. Um, although they serve. The show purposes. looks so good. I was just looking it up. It looks amazing. It's I can't wait to so watch it. good. And it's so good.
3: I feel like it only gets better with time. Like this most recent season was my favorite by far. And <sighs> yeah I don't know it's so funny like every season I, is good yeah every, every season, season is, is good, good for different reasons and I feel like Ambria and I have been like texting each other a bunch about that and like Sabrina like I feel like we have similar like kind of like dark sci-fi vibes <laughs>
5: um I actually just started watching this show called dark um uh, which is a German show on Netflix yeah and my I friend watches it obsessed yes
1: um, I have a really weird favorite show right now. It's uh, on becoming a god in Central Florida.
5: Ooh, I've heard about. Oh, that one. I saw the
1: previews for that, or I saw uh, like like
5: a video of of Kirsten Dunst like jumping in a tank top. And yeah, it was, like so, becoming a god it, in Central Florida.
1: It's great. It's very rare that Brandon and I find comedies that we both like because we have really different senses of humor, and this is a show that we both think is just like hysterical and so weird. The premise is basically it involves obviously being in central Florida um, and it takes place, I think, in like the early 90s, um, which is really fun. If you're like of that era, you were a kid then. Um, And then her this uh, woman's husband is like gets involved in a pyramid scheme. (laughs) And then in the first episode, he dies. And so the rest of it is just like what she does with this like weird culty pyramid scheme in Florida. And there's lots of alligators. It's like trashy in a really good way. It's hilarious. It's so good. I love
5: it. I didn't know it was a comedy. I guess I didn't really think about it. I think I'm going to have to check it out.
1: I think you would really like it. Um, it's just like, <laughs> it's it's so great and weird. And there's so many of those like culty pyramids games. As soon as I became a mom, all of my other stay-at-home mom friends started trying to get me involved in them. And I was just like, why? Why is this happening? So it's fun to watch a show about that. Um. Also,
5: Jane the Virgin just ended.
1: Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. It
4: ended. But
5: kind of beautifully.
4: Like, perfectly.
5: Yeah, it ended well. And they also explained how, like, teleno- telenovelas always have, like, a limited run. And, like, you wrap everything neatly at the end. I think one reason, like, it was so successful is because it explained itself throughout the whole thing. Like it was always like explaining what telenovelas are like to the American audience. Yes.
2: hmm
0: Well, Such a think... beautiful show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know that my favorite show is Gilmore girls. Um, I've watched it through and through <laughs> 5 million times. Um, recently I've gotten really into work and in moms on Netflix and girlfriend's guide to divorce. I really like, like, gal pal shows. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of, like, good representations of, like, female friendships on TV. And I really like watching just, like, strong friendship shows.
2: I don't have, like, a favorite TV show. But one of my favorite TV shows in the the gal pal um, genre is Grace and Frankie. Yes! yes. I
0: love Grace and Frankie. Because
2: I identify very strongly with Frankie uh, mm-hmm. who is just an absolute psychopath, played by Billy Tomlin. <laughs> um, and you know it's a good show because it's two out of the three people who are in 9 to 5, and the only person missing is Dolly Parton.
1: Oh, yeah. My
0: God, yes. I know. What a cast.
1: Um, do you want me to ask a question? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so I w- this is a slight tangent before I get into my question, but I was listening to this podcast on how to have meetings that don't suck. Mm. And like the main thing that stood out from it is that if you have meetings where everybody just talks about stuff that they, that's like really lighthearted and they feel good about the meetings are usually not productive, even though they're more comfortable. So along those lines, I thought I would ask, have there been times you wanted to quit the podcast and anybody can like answer or if they have a story there and if they don't, that's fine too. Yeah. I mean, I ah. did.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's not so much that I wanted to. It was just like something's got to give. Yeah. Um, and I have a hard time with, like, prioritizing things. I have a hard time with taking on things that are just more than I can handle. And so I think the first thing that usually slips is the stuff that's, like, least visible to me. mm And because y'all, like, none of y'all live where I live. Um, It was just like, all right, I'm either going to let it slide or I'm going to walk away deliberately. Um, Really hard decision. Very sad. Best choice for me. And I am very grateful that y'all are
5: welcoming me back. Always. Always, always. I think um, similarly, but I kind of made a different choice. Like, I've been, like, hardly able to be, A productive member of the podcast. um, Just because, you know, I graduated grad school, I got my first job teaching. um, And it's just felt like, very difficult to be super involved. But I've still like come and been on episodes and I can or like, tried to set up an episode when I can. But it is weird, too, because then it feels like, when I'm not on the podcast, most of the time, I don't really shape it the way people that are more present do. Mm. Um, so it kind of becomes a weird thing to become involved with. And I think it, you know, my decision was to just still enjoy it like as much as I can and and be around when I can be around and feel okay, not being like one of the people steering the ship. But it is like a, um, it is something that like, I had to think about. You know, like, oh, if I'm going to step back and not have a lot of time to be a part of it, should I be a part of it at all? Mm. But
3: we're so glad uh you are.
5: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But I think also um, something that Lindsay and Hope has mentioned before is like also the feeling of guilt that can come with Mm. that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I get to be involved with this and like do the fun stuff that comes with it. But I'm not like putting in as much work as other people.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think just after having a baby and trying to balance everything, um, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to cut some things out. And wanting to stop doing the podcast wasn't because I didn't want to do it anymore. But it was more, I guess we just get so conditioned to feel like if you can't like give something 100%, then you shouldn't do it at all. Mm. Um, and which it was like my first response. Um, and so it was kind of would well, not kind of it was really super cool to have everybody else be like oh no stay in whatever capacity you can like yeah. any amount you can participate is better than no amount which is not what you usually hear or I usually hear from anyone else in my life um, so that was really cool thanks everybody Aww.
3: Uh, I am obsessed with this project I have I think I've had conversations <laughs> with all of you that like and I, thank
5: god I literally... thank god you're obsessed with this <laughs>
3: I, I have never felt so fulfilled by something in my entire life, (laughs) which is so nuts, right? Like, I know that's not how it is for everyone. Um, so for me, this project has been like so, 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 so much of who I am over the past two years. Um, but at the same time, I have thought about quitting for totally fucking different reasons. Um, when shit was going down with my ex, uh, my partner of six years, I, you know, he kind of felt like I wasn't devoting enough time to him. And I felt so much pressure about that collapsing relationship that I almost quit the podcast because of that. Um, because I, you know, like I do the editing and like, whatever, whatever. And like, It does take up a lot of time, but I also literally find nothing to be more fulfilling than that work. So it's been really interesting to see like, yes, I did have that moment, but I'm so fucking glad that like that relationship ended and I can just continue to like have this be a central part of my life and know that the people who support me most in my life uh know that this is such a huge part of my life and don't try to like take away from the time that I spend on it
5: that's really wild to me too because I try to imagine like as a new teacher like I work around the clock a lot of times on my teaching stuff I have to devote like um most of my day Saturday and most of my day Sunday to like getting ready for the week and it's really hard for me to picture having like a partner be like this teaching thing is yeah. like taking up too much of your time, like yeah. your career and your passion like needs to be dampered so that you can pay more attention to me. And I think if like, if I told you that somebody was telling me that probably all my friends and family would be like, dump him. That's not a person <laughs> who's supporting <laughs> you. Leave um, him. You know, I think, but I think because it's a podcast, maybe too, it's like easy to feel like,
3: it's yeah, optional. this is
5: your passion, but it's a hobby. Yeah. You know? Well, mm-hmm. and to
3: be fair, like I'm not trying to shit on him. He, he never like asked me to step back from it. It was more like I felt pressure because he wasn't having his needs met that I felt like I needed to let this go. But instead I was just like, no, I, we're just not meeting each other's needs and it's not a good fit. And I think we're both better off because of it. That's real. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I can ask a
2: new question now. Uh, I like this one, which I think Lindsay crafted at first, which is, aside from your connections with the other members of the coven, what's the interpersonal connection you've made through the podcast that you're most proud of?
0: Ooh. Um, I have an answer. So we did the episode with the hosts of the Art and Labor podcast, yes. and then I was at a Cafe and ran into their hosts, um, and we like recognized each other from the internet and started talking, and then we ended up hanging out, and she's really cool, and we've kind of become friends. That's been amazing. Awesome. My answer is Mike Gravel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> Wait, are you still in touch with Mike?
2: um i'm still in touch with the tweens
0: who wear mike's skin like a bodysuit <laughs> Yes. did you see they just posted a picture of like the teens with mike it was so cute oh Supp- they're like weekend at burning him i swear yeah. to god oh he's god. not alive
3: yeah <laughs> i i feel like in some ways I don't know. It's like literally any of our guests, like any of our guests are so fucking cool. Like Sarah Jaffe. like, uh, Olivia out in Portland, who's doing work against the Palestinian occupation. Um, you know, the crossovers we've been able to do with other podcasts, the Ogres and organizing pod, the art and labor pod. um, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, like, too too hard to, to pin down. But I do think that one of my tops is Tanya from the Trillbillies from that 100%. first. One hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was great. I second. We first. love you, Tanya. Tanya, yeah. we fucking Tanya. love you.
2: Yeah,
4: I'm mutuals with all of the Trillbillies on, like, most platforms. Yes. And I'm so proud of that. And I'm like, most people don't listen to this podcast. But, like, they're celebrities <laughs> in my mind. Like yes. They're, yes. They
5: definitely <laughs> are celebrities. they wonderful people. Yeah, Yeah. Tanya came here for pride. And um, we went and like got a drink and had kind of like a little date. And I was like, this is wonderful. So yeah, I wouldn't get to do things like that. That is so nice. She's amazing. Yes, she's and she's so pleasant to be around. Like it was so nice just to see her for like an hour.
3: It's also been cool to just have, like, random listeners. They're, like, they'll, like, slide into my DMs in not a creepy way and be like, hey, like, I'm actually passing through Buffalo. Like, if you want to get together for a drink and just, like, talk about leftist stuff. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, it's cool that I think people might do it because Buffalo is, like, a weird place. And they're like, who the hell else would I talk to? But, like, I think that there's a cool community that we've created of, like, listeners Mm -hmm. and guests and like listeners becoming guests and that kind
5: of like fluidity. If you went to college, pull up the first essay you can find from undergrad in your Google drive or wherever you may have it and read the 10th sentence. Okay. And you can't cherry pick. It has to be like the first essay you can find and it has to be the 10th sentence. And actually I'm feeling kind of distressed now because I tried to find, I had like an undergrad college email with all my stuff in it and I like downloaded the Google drive and put it somewhere and now I can't find it. Like I can't find my thesis either. Oh no. It's kind of upsetting. Anyway, but I'm curious if anybody else has something to share. The conflicts in Liberia and Sierra
3: Leone, which were inextricably bound to the diamond trade, had atrocious results, which have severely slowed the development in these nations. (laughs)
0: Great. Okay, so I interpreted this to mean the earliest college essay you could find, which honestly, the one I found is not that early because I didn't use Google Drive until later into my uh, college years. But I found this essay from a psychology class where I wrote about the like history of BDSM and psychology. And I don't know if I counted the sentences correctly, but I believe that this is the 10th. However, sexual historians agree that the behaviors well predate Freudian theory from the late 1800s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great.
5: <laughs> All right. These are very on brand, and I'm certain <laughs> if I could find if I could find my an essay, it would be like some inscrutable
0: philosophical reference.
3: Yeah, of course.
5: Yeah, I
0: couldn't find mine. So honestly, I was reminded that this was a pretty good essay, so thanks. <laughs> 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 oh, wonderful. <laughs> What is your favorite part of being in this collective group of women?
1: I honestly
3: feel like I can't even begin to talk about this, which you all know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for me, oh, I feel like I'm actually going to start crying.
5: Um, (laughs) Is this like the third time so far? (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, actually this is the first time I'm crying, but I feel oh, like oh my God. I know. But Oh, no, I wanna hug you. I actually feel like wow.
1: Um <laughs> I oh, like I actually wait so a minute.
3: Um no I, oh, I you're I, gonna make uh, me cry. And I'm I just know, listening too, to I'm you and like like try you. not to cry. <laughs> uh when I was younger, I like didn't have close friends that were girls or women and I think that it's always been something that I've struggled with and I honestly feel like the most me I've ever felt in these last two years and like in this last year specifically and like I feel like being around this like incredibly am <laughs> so sorry that i no sorry I'm like so emotional about it I didn't
5: even this is the first time I... to be
3: doing a sorry I know but I just like I can't even explain how incredible it's been to like have like one-on-one deep conversations with literally each of you and like develop this really solid like understanding empathetic group of women who I can go to with literally anything even if I haven't spoken to you about my personal life in months like I can just like shoot you a text or have a call with you and like know that it'll be received so well and like there's something that's like you can never feel alone when you have that type of thing so Uh, even being here in Buffalo and being away from all of you physically and, like, that being sad and hard sometimes, like, it's so nice to know that I have this, like, incredible group of, like, essentially best friends that I can just, like, call upon at any time and also I know, like, have my back in a political sense as well. So it's just, I don't, I'm not articulating this well at all, but obviously yes, you can you tell are. that it's been uh, huge for me personally.
1: Laura, I think what you're trying to say is it's not the episodes we've recorded and it's not the reply guys that we complain about, <laughs> but it's the friends we made along the way. Yes,
5: it's,
3: it's very true.
5: <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think thinking about how, you know, even um, Hope and Kellen, who I had met before um, we started this, like, I don't know if I would actually be friends with them. Like, would we have found a reason to be friends? Like, maybe it's possible. Like, I kind of knew Hope, but we weren't, like, friends in the sense that we would hang out really. I don't think we'd like call, not as far as I recall, we wouldn't like call each other and be like, Hey, you want to hang out? Um, whereas now I feel like if hope visits Chicago, like I better hear from her, you know, (laughs) to hang out. And, um, and then of course people that live in other places, like I would have never known you at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and now you're really good friends and that's really awesome. Yeah.
2: I think that the friendships are the obvious answer and I will never phrase it as well as Laura did. So I'm just not going to try. But I think that another thing that has come out of this for me is being like more confident in my, my voice. Um, and like being in this group that like, it works really hard to like build each other up. Like I, um, And then having, uh, you know, people engage with us and our work in such a positive way has been really, really good for me, like just as an individual being like, I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about, Um, which is like something that can be really hard to feel, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, and having that sense of yourself and your worth is, is not like necessarily easy to come by um, in this world, if you're, um, a woman, if, you know, like you live in any sort of capitalist hellhole and you're constantly being told your worth is defined by your productivity for any number of reasons, like, um, and so to like sort of intentionally create a space where that's not how things work has been really, really rewarding.
4: Yeah. um, I think for me, and obviously, like you can't be in law school and not constantly be talking about law school, but like this <laughs> compared to law school, like in in that context, um, everybody is constantly trying to like prove that they're smarter than someone else mm. um and it's and it's really exhausting. like you're constantly trying to be the smartest person in the room. and um, yeah, and here like with this group i know i'm not the smartest person in the room like it is so nice to be surrounded by people who are smarter than me in in ways that like i can't even i yeah just just so much smarter than me in a lot of different ways. And I don't feel no. any, any competitive nature about it. Well, like, yeah, there are things You're that are smarter, smarter than, than, than us y'all on about other things.
3: Yeah, it's like yeah,
4: exactly different. Smart. Yeah, okay. There's no competition just... about it. And like, that is so beautiful. Yeah. We can just be smart and competent people and like celebrate that about each other. Um, yes. And we don't have to, like, there's no, there's, yeah, there's no competition about it. Like, one of us being good at something doesn't mean that the others of th- us are bad at it in the yeah. way that is true of like, you know, the other main thing in my life. So yeah.
2: I'm glad that's where you're going with that. I thought you were starting to put yourself down. And oh, I no, I'm was smart. Good. <laughs> yeah. I was going to jump in here and have are. to stop it.
4: Oh no. Thank you. Um,
0: no, I got published.
3: Yeah. Yay. Fuck yeah. Yay. We love it.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think for me, um, as you all know, the past year has been um, countless Uh, job rejections um which like really has worn me down when I was in Buffalo with Laura I literally cried to her one morning just being like it's the most stressful thing in my life and no matter what I do and how hard I try I just cannot fucking fix it Mm -hmm. um and but then I feel like um you know joining the podcast and being part of this is like honestly the one area where I'm like oh I do feel really appreciated and like there are people that like understand um me and like my you know strengths uh and that's been very helpful and i'm trying not to cry because i don't want to cry on air because it embarrasses me but also i think it's nice
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just like openly wept
0: so (laughs) well no i thought it was very sweet but it also like i don't like when people know that i cry (laughs) 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 even though i'm talking about how i cried to lara about this um but yeah i just feel like it's a space for like Everyone is appreciated. Everyone's strengths are, like, seen and utilized um, in a way that I don't really feel like in any other aspect of my life right now.
1: (sighs) This is, like, so sweet, and everyone (laughs) made me cry a lot while you were all talking. Thank Mm -hmm. you for that. (laughs) Ah, I like hearing this much um, vulnerability and just appreciating what we mean to each other is really wonderful and that's making the baby cry so (laughs) much can i ask kind of like a follow-up question to this one yeah yeah so because i was thinking about this this morning before we recorded and then just wishing that more people could have this because i think so many people are missing community and you have to move around so much like i've moved a bunch of times and having friends who you know, aren't necessarily location specific is really wonderful. Mm -hmm. So like, is there a way to, or like, what advice would you give to people who are like, man, I wish I had a coven. Call your friends. Yes. Call
3: your friends. I I talk to friends on the phone, like every night, essentially, like there's someone I'm talking to that doesn't live in Buffalo. And then the people that you do have around you in community, like be around the ones that matter like put that time in for me. That's what kind of has created that space outside of this coven too.
4: Yeah. I think, um, I love that. Like building, like emphasizing your relationships or deliberately trying to create stronger relationships with people who share your passions is a big Mm -hmm. thing. Um, like I worked at a public defender's office this summer and, you know, some people are there just because it's a job, but fortunately, you know, a lot of the people that I worked with this summer were there because they're really interested in public defense. Like, they love the work. One of my friends, can like she has said repeatedly, like, this work is sacred. And several of us kind of felt that, like, so deeply. And because we had that common interest, we were like, we would talk about, the things that got us interested in that. And then we would, you know, that branched out into talking about our personal lives. And now we text every single day and we talk on the phone. We have like conference calls like once a week. Um, shout out to Emily and Shea, you're the best. Um, Yay. Yeah, but I just, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it, but like finding people who are passionate about the things that you're passionate about and deliberately forging relationships with them is huge. And yeah, call your friends.
5: Um, I want to say also, like, doing interesting things with your friends. Like, I've always been someone who loves doing projects with people or, like, reading the same book as people, um, going on weird little adventures. Like, I think a lot of times, like, we expect our friendships to be able to survive on just, like, talking about our relationships or like, which those things are important. But I think one thing that has helped us bond is like, we have a project that we're working on together. And it's intellectually stimulating and emotionally stimulating. And um, it's, you know, being a Marxist, I'm like the labor of doing it together and like having this thing we work on between us. But I, I really do think that like, Relationships are stronger when you are doing stuff with people and you work on something together. And I always love
1: to like work on things with people.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's such a good point. I uh, I have a really good friend who we just started kind of like doing a barter between us, where she's a uh, kind of like a relationship counselor, like a life coachy kind of person. She's been my best friend since like middle school. Um, And so I'm trading her an hour. Oh, she like talks with me for an hour and gives me advice. And then I trade her an hour of like marketing and helping her build her business. And it's been really, really amazing at rekindling our friendship in a way that I think just like a regular phone call wouldn't for that exact reason, Ambria, that we're like, we're working together. We have goals in mind and we talk every week about it. It's been really cool. So maybe more projects like that. Would be helpful for people trying to build community
3: definitely have you gotten recognized in public as being a member of the coven <laughs> so laura yes <laughs> uh, uh i guess so um yeah i could say yes um There was one time that I was recognized just because of my voice. I was in a lecture hall and was answering a question. And someone came up to me afterwards and they were like, "Uh, hey, so I recognize your voice from this podcast. And I was like, whoa. Uh, And then I was visiting um, someone in Minneapolis and went to the Twin City DSA, like a Twin City DSA event. And a couple of people were like, I know who you are. (laughs) I was like, oh, hi. Um, But then, of course, at like our live shows, that's like a specific reason that people are coming to visit us. But it is like wild to hear people like come up to us and be like, like, think that we're famous because I'm just like, oh, wait, what? I'm just a fucking person. I uh,
2: I've, I've mostly had it happen at like leftist spaces. So like DSA meetings, people I haven't met before. Um, even in like places I haven't been before. Um, I mean, I guess the name Kellen is like relatively unusual. So that probably helps. Mm. But I think the weirdest and not like weird in that it was like unwelcome, it was just like unexpected was I was going to um, a uh, like a presentation at um, another college, like not not one that I attend, but like, was get, going to go hear like somebody present work on something very similar to what I do in history. And I was in the bathroom and like somebody stopped me in the bathroom and was like, Hey, this is a weird question, but like, do you have a podcast? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And then they were like, are you on season of the bitch? And I was like, yes. Um, and that was, that was like, re- I don't know. It may I feel kind of like silly saying it, but it was like pretty cool to be like, you know, just, like, sort of existing in a world that is, in many ways, like, it's not, it's not, like, a leftist space, Mm. um, but also, but to have somebody who was, like, excited enough about the project to, like, take the chance of talking to somebody in a bathroom, um, I wasn't, like, in the stall, it was, like, I was, like, drying my hands, so, um, nobody was, like, peeping over the top to check in on me, um, But yeah, no, that was so that was like, I think that was like the the sort of craziest time that has ever happened.
0: I also have a bathroom story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was standing in line for a bathroom at this dive bar. um, And this guy comes up to me and is like, hi, um, I don't want to bother you. But um, you're are, are you on season of the bitch? And I was like, yeah, Hi. And he's like, I won't bother you. Um, it's okay. And just like starts walking away. And then I was like, Oh, like, what's your name? Who are you? And like, talk to him a little bit. But he was just like, No, I won't bother you. It's okay. And I was like, Honestly, what a good listener. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but also another one I liked recently. Um, I was at the gym. I've started weightlifting, and Colleen, our uh, you know logo artist was there and she someone was asking her what she does and she's like I'm an illustrator oh I actually did the ones for Zoe's podcast and um this woman who I've like been working out with for a couple of months was like wait what's the podcast and then she was like oh, I love season of the bitch that's you
3: oh
0: my god <laughs> I fucking love that <laughs> that's <shit>. so cool <laughs> um but it's like a like women run gym so it's a lot of
1: like cool like lefty women so kind of makes sense <laughs> yeah I don't think I've ever really been, like, recognized or um, anything. Maybe because I feel kind of weird about being like, oh, yeah, I do a podcast. It's pretty cool. You probably (laughs) listen to it. So I just feel (laughs) feel weird about that. So I think I probably downplay it even, like, in organizing spaces more than probably is prudent. But Mm -hmm. there was one time we were at our co-op grocery store here. I think I've told this story before. And I was wearing one of our T-shirts and the uh, person who's checking us out was like sick t-shirt and uh Brandon was like yeah that's her podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's <so> cute. <laughs> and the guy was like oh man I love that podcast that's so cool and so like I probably would have never said something but he's he's really good about putting it out there
0: yeah. now that actually similar thing happened I was wearing one of our t-shirts and this one was just like oh that's a really good podcast and Peter was like that's her podcast. Oh
3: my God. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, <laughs> I'm like very awkward though. When fe- when that comes up, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Me too. That's me. <laughs> yeah.
5: One time I was at like some kind of DSA meeting and someone came, uh, I think someone brought the person up to me. They were like, Oh, they want to tell you that like, they know you from the podcast and I love the podcast or whatever. And I was like, Oh yeah. Hi. And I like shook their <laughs> hand or whatever. Um, but then I didn't like, I felt super guilty because I felt like, oh, I didn't ask them anything about themselves, like even their name. Like I just kind of was like, oh, cool. And then like wandered away. But I, you know, I was like, nobody trained me how to be a minor celebrity. <laughs> but, like, like later, I was like, oh man, what people do is they shake their hand and they're like, oh, who are you? Tell me about yourself. And I didn't do that at all because I was just like trying not to, I don't know. I,
0: I, was just great. trying to be chill and like <laughs> I don't yeah. know weird. I always just try to be super nice because I'm like what if they think I'm rude and they stop listening to the podcast <laughs>
5: <laughs> that would never happen no and I yeah I think I just I felt more like morally conflicted I was like I should have been like more friendly but I don't know
1: It's fine. We're just going to have to start an elaborate lie that you're, like, kind of a Larry David-esque, like, (laughs) germaphobe. She doesn't shake hands. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We'll just have to get that story going. It's fine.
5: Yeah. I actually had a hair stuck in my throat the other day, and I thought of that episode (laughs) where, like, he gets one of his wife's pubic pubic hair stuck in his throat at the beginning of the episode. And throughout the whole episode, he's like... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> oh
1: my God, I've never seen that. This show is so funny.
4: It's so uncomfortable.
1: I hated Seinfeld, but I love that show. Mm. Go figure.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's a totally different show. Um, yeah, curb your enthusiasm was kind of fun to watch, but if you watched it for too long, like you'd start to feel like weird inside. Mm.
4: I think it took me very little time watching that show to feel very weird inside. <laughs> Sure. I think I always feel weird inside. Oh, that's true. Yes,
3: Lindsay, do you want to ask a question?
4: Yeah. What do y'all want to be when you grow
3: up? Mm. A famous podcaster.
1: <laughs> I just want to be free from this capitalistic pressure to be something. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
3: I'd also like to be a rock star. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, a politician, probably. I love that. Perfect.
3: Yes.
2: I would love to get a job teaching college students. Um, yes. But... should they still have those? Yeah, good <laughs> question, Averya. Um, no is the answer. Mm-hmm. But I am, quote-unquote, going on the job market in a year. So... Um, yeah, that's that's my hope. Either that or the capitalist system comes crumbling down and, like, mm-hmm. college doesn't exist anymore and can just be some sort of educator in whatever, like, utopia we exist in at that point.
1: Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I just want to have, well, if capitalism doesn't come crumbling down, I just want to have a rich partner so that I can focus on my art and, um, yeah, they can pay me. I'll cook for money. You know?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to teach law school, um, but I'll have to get at least one more degree in order to be eligible to do that. But, um, hmm. bef- well, yeah, and I want to teach law school so that, of course, I can teach because that just sounds like a good gig to me. And also I can, like, research and write all the time, which I kind of love. yeah. And one of my professors is constantly writing, like, amicus briefs to the Supreme Court. And, like, he does a podcast on wrongful convictions. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the job that I want. Like, I want to help indigent defendants get out of prison um, because, you know, the criminal justice system is broken. But before that, I want to be a public defender for a while. Um, And my favorite thing about that job – so, I mean, okay, I can't say that's my favorite thing – but one of my favorite things about that job is that you make literally no one any money doing it. Like nobody profits off of public defense, yes. which is just so good to me. Yes, I'm helping zero capitalists.
5: Yes, so.
4: that's my that's my goal, short and long term.
5: Whatever I whatever it is I do in life, I hope Laura will be there going yes, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> I will be. That's not a problem. Like, that's – I'm definitely here to do that. (laughs) given. You got to – it's going to take a long time for you to get rid of me doing
0: that, so. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That was hard to answer given that. When Kellen was like, I would like to have a job and paused, I was just like, oh, no, same.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Favorite music album of the last two years, Slash favorite book you've read of the last two years? Mm.
0: Oh,
2: my advisor wrote a really fabulous book and I edited chapter three. (gasps) Um, It's called women's war and it's about uh, like women during and after the American civil war. Um, One of them is a very bad person. Who's like the disgraced wife of a former planter in the South. But A couple other ones are, like, real badasses. Um, And it's a really cool perspective. And so that is my favorite book that's come out in the last two years um, because I'm a brown noser. Thank you. Mm. (laughs) But actually, everybody should read it so that I get some sort of cut. I don't actually get a cut, but I I think if I get enough people to listen to it, to read it because they listen to Season of the Bitch, I could negotiate for a cut.
1: Mm. Oh, hell yeah. I haven't had like any time to read anything or listen to anything resembling an album. So I'm going to say that Callan's Choice was also my favorite book. So more people buy it. Thank you (laughs) so much. Yes. It was very good.
0: Um, Of things that have come out in the last two years, I really like the um, bitch planet. series. I think the, the volume one was older than two years, but volume two, um, was within the past two years. And it's a really fun graphic novel about, um, a planet bitch planet where like, um, you know, non-conforming or like quote unquote, like bad misbehaving women are like sent, um, and just chaos ensues. And it's very fun.
5: Funny story. I think I told you guys this before, but, um, I did like a, an educational program at a prison in Ohio Mm -hmm. for, um, a summer. And, um, I actually took a few pages from um the first bitch planet graphic novel and like showed it in the class and had like discussion questions to oh, talk so um with the guys there about and it was um it was about it's this scene where there's a really fat woman and um she's having like a parole hearing basically mm-hmm. it doesn't say that but like there's a group of people like talking to her Um, and they're showing her this mirror of like what she could look like if she was a better person. Um, and it ends with her like laughing and breaking the mirror and them like dragging her out of the room. Uh, and so I was like, is there anything in this that you relate to? Like what, what's happening in this scene? And they talked about. Um, how being in prison is like this constant judgment and how like everything is geared towards, um, you sort of repenting and becoming this better person, even though many of them, like one guy was like, you know, I've been here for 10 years, like I'm already a changed person. And there's always this sense that like, I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and I need to be built up to be like better for society. Um, so that was really interesting. I'm sorry that just kind of launched me into this no, memory. No, no, sorry. No, yeah, I love that. Um, and I wish I had had longer to work on that text with them because I think we would have been able. Um, and I talked to the other people that run the program to kind of um, help get them into some more feminist stuff because that was kind of a sticking point with the the program. Um, so that would have been cool. So if anybody's doing an education program in a prison with men, you should consider Bitch Planet.
0: Definitely.
4: I definitely felt a lot smarter after reading Why Women Have Better Sex Under Socialism. Yes. So I'm really glad because I'm really good at not finishing books. But I finished that one because I needed to for this. And I'm so grateful. Um, Yeah, I felt smarter. And then I, yeah, wound up. (laughs) I told this other person who was working at the Public Defender's Office with me this summer, about it and uh, he was 17 I was like so when you're an adult like when you've graduated high school you should buy this book and like the next time that he came to work he's like so
2: I ordered that book it should be ah, tomorrow
3: yes all right <laughs> cool That was
2: that um, it was really cool to talk to Kristen Godsey who is the, mm-hmm. the author of that I went to the library um, on like Thursday I think to like three days ago at the time of this recording and um, went to go print something and it was just sitting out by the printer. And I was like, this is, this is a beautiful sign. Um, Mm -hmm. This book is waiting for me as I print something. I have to read out to a large number of people. Uh, This image of a Soviet woman throwing a javelin is smiling at me, letting me know that under socialism, everything will be better and I will Mm -hmm. never have to do this again. Yes.
4: Um, in terms of other books that I've read in the past two years that haven't come out in the past two years, I read *The People Yes* by Carl Sandburg, which is so good. I love a socialist poet who lived in the American Southeast for a substantial portion of his life.
3: Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> um, one of my best friends got me this uh, graphic novel lesbian opera called *On a Sub, On a Sunbeam*. Um, I
0: was going to say on a sub on a sub
3: (laughs) on a sub the lesbian opera about subbing Um, no uh, (laughs) on a sunbeam uh, it's by Tilly Walden it's super good I love the art and I love um, the way that it kind of plays with gender and sexuality and space and young adult fiction I fucking love it I'm here for it and I think Music album that came out in the last two years. I have a couple that have been really huge for me. One was uh, the Remember Sports album that came out. Um, I really loved that. I love the St. Vincent album that came out. And like, I don't know, I feel like too much to even mention. I, I love music and think about it all the time oh the the trio that kind of started boy genius that's like lucy dacus lucy dacus uh phoebe bridgers and the fuck is the other one's name y'all know if you know you know uh but also like let's be real the the newest album by lizzo has been like fucking transformative Mm -hmm. uh so those would be probably my tops
0: all right fuck yeah
3: uh, this has been our hundredth fucking
0: episode. Ooh. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, you if,
3: did it. If you're not a Patreon supporter, you should be, because guess what? That's like how we keep this shit going.
5: <laughs> and we've never taken a break no. between seasons. Nope. Nope. war works There's constantly. Only
4: Please. one season of the bitch.
5: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Somebody on another podcast was like, what season are you on? I was like, I don't understand the question. And um, she was like, podcasts have seasons. And I was like, oh, they do. I like, don't listen to podcasts. So I was like, really? I, we just kept, we just keep
0: going. Yeah. Well, I don't all, think all of them. I don't think there's some that do, but not all. Yeah. But anyway, it's always bitch season here, babies. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, Lita, we missed you. We love you. Yeah, that's true. So
3: Lindsay, do you want to close us out?
5: <gasps> oh God. I've forgotten how. <laughs> I did like we explain in case, did we explain Lindsay? What do you mean? Oh, I was here
4: for the first year of the podcast,
3: if anybody doesn't know who I am.
5: Um, She's one of the founding members. Oh, yeah. I feel like we did <laughs>
3: mention it, but maybe not. Yeah, Lindsay, if you don't know, like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, are you really a fan? No. Um, yeah, no, I was here <laughs> for the first year.
4: Uh, and then I, yeah, had to quit for school reasons and being overwhelmed. Uh, but I still love every single member of the coven and I am yeah. so happy that they will let me come back occasionally. And uh, yeah, I'll absolutely come back more if I'm invited. Anytime. Okay. All right.
5: Yeah. I don't know. Somebody else take us out. because I. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Go to the tweeter, go to the giving us money website. Mm-hmm. Um, send us emails on Gmail. Um uh, look at us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't be a uh, buy, guy, buy buy our merch and wear our cute stuff. Yep.
4: Of course that's what you say at the end of a podcast. I just remember the I love you's yes, which I is love the
5: important you. part. I love you, bye. I love I you love all you. so much. I
4: love, I love you.
1: you. Love you. Bye. I
2: love you.
1: Bye. Bye Jojo, bye. love you. Aww. the bitch.